It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. It's the Tuesday, November 23rd edition of the Heartland at Noon, brought to you today by Heritage Insurance and Purpose Financial, working together to serve you better. Did I say Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Coming up on the show today... The plan to vaccinate Saskatchewan children, presented yesterday by Saskatchewan Health. Dr. Tanya Diener is co-chief for the SHA's COVID-19 vaccination campaign. We'll hear some of what she had to say yesterday, today, on the Heartland at Noon. By the way, the booking system, busy first thing this morning. I'll share that story. We'll hear some of what City Councilor Don Looney had to say last night. Some tension at City Council as Looney chastised fellow councilors for rethinking the decision to close and demolish the old Cotto Street Bridge on the southeast side of the city. We'll share some of that story. We'll also get a third quarter financial update from City Hall as Director of Financial Services Brian Acker updated us last night. And Country Thunder is back next summer. Full steam ahead. And some big names on the ticket. Country 100's Courtney Fielder will visit with Country Thunder's Jerry Krochak. Today, on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw. A Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. Country Thunder will return to Saskatchewan this summer after a two-year hiatus. The lineup was announced this morning that included country superstars Morgan Wallen, Blake Shelton, and Lee Bryce, Jerry Krochak, general manager of Country Thunder. You know, it's the lineup that our fans asked for, and uh, after three years, we've got some, we've got some pent up need to get together and cheer and dance and scream and shout, and it's going to feel great to get back home. Chad Brownlee will kick off the festivities on July 14th with the final performance taking place on the evening of Sunday, July 17th. Visit Discover Moostra for information on how to grab your 2022 festival tickets. The Salvation Army's kettle campaign has officially kicked off. Volunteers will be manning the kettles around Moose Jaw. Find them at Safeway Superstore, Walmart, the Co-op, the Mall, and many other places. Salvation Army Pastor Lieutenant Lester Ward says this fundraiser is entirely for the community's benefit. And those funds that we receive, I want to assure you, it doesn't go back into the Salvation Army for us to spend as we like. The money that we receive goes towards meeting the needs of people within the community, those that are hungry, uh, toys for Christmas for children that might otherwise go without. There is a cash or debit option. Volunteers are still needed. Call Ward at 306-692-5899 if interested. This week marks Addictions Awareness Week in Saskatchewan. The Moose Jaw Crystal Meth Strategy Committee has worked hard all year for the Spread the Word campaign in hopes to educate the public on the dangers and effects of crystal meth. President of the Strategy Committee, Mary Lee Booth. 
one thing that we are communicating to people is that crystal meth does not discriminate. So you can be like any age or gender or socioeconomic status. The committee also wants to break the stigma around drug users, as it is extremely easy to become addicted to meth and it chemically alters a person's brain. Individuals and parents can find more information on the Moose Jaw Crystal Meth Strategy Committee Facebook page. The provincial government is clarifying the rollout for COVID-19 vaccines for kids ages 5 to 11. Dr. Taya Diener is co-chief of the COVID-19 vaccination campaign. She says children getting vaccinated is important. At the moment, uh, children 5 to 11, or in fact, below the age of 12 have the highest incidence of new COVID disease in in Canada and therefore it's really important for us to get them immunized as soon as possible. Appointments can be booked using the SHA patient booking system beginning today. One death related to COVID-19 was reported yesterday. There are also 73 new confirmed cases with 121 recoveries. 11 of the new cases are in the South Central Zone, and Saskatoon has 11. There are 998 active cases in the province. 152 people are in hospital, 117 of them are receiving inpatient care, and 35 are in the ICU. There are 8 residents receiving intensive care in Ontario. They are not included in yesterday's case count. A petition to save the Cottle Street Bridge has changed the mind of City Council. Originally scheduled to be demolished, City Council is going back to the table with CN Rail to look at options to save the bridge. Councillor Don Looning was opposed because she felt making a decision on the unsafe bridge has been delayed enough. And the issue I have with the bridge is it's not safe. And I don't know how much longer we're going to wait to make a decision on this. And I'm going to reiterate again that nobody said a word about this when it came and was approved in the 2020 budget. The bridge remains open to vehicle and pedestrian traffic, but will be inspected regularly by the city. And now the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 5 points. The Dow Jones is up 31 points. The NASDAQ is down 143 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 78.64 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Phase one of a three-step return home plan starts today in Merritt, B.C. But Mayor Linda Brown is warning the first group of about 1,500 flood evacuees that they are coming home to a city that's changed. Conservative finance critic Pierre Polyev wants to see a plan to help cool inflationary pressures in this afternoon's throne speech. He's accusing the Liberals of driving up the cost of living with their policies and spending plans. Instead of more stimulus spending, Polyev wants the government to cut emergency benefits so that unemployed workers will take available jobs. The Canadian Chamber of Commerce and Canadian manufacturers and exporters want to hear a plan to tackle pandemic-related supply chain issues. The chief of Northern Ontario's Constant Lake First Nation has declared a state of emergency and is asking provincial and federal officials for help battling an outbreak of a lung infection. The community has seen several sudden deaths and probable cases, of blastomycosis, a lung infection typically caused by a fungus, 
spread when someone breathes in small particles. Nishnabi Aski Nation Grand Chief Derek Fox is looking for federal and provincial assistance in supporting Constant Lake with access to health care, testing, and mental health supports. And a 37-year-old German man is in trouble with the law after he drove himself to his driving test. Police in Bergheim near Cologne say the examiner was astonished to see the man pull up in front of the test centre yesterday. The man told officers he drove there because he wanted to make sure he got to the test on time. His test was immediately called off and he may face a charge of driving without a licence. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. Hockey night in Moose Jaw. The U18 AAA Warriors take their 10-7 record into action. The Notre Dame Hounds are in town tonight. Moose Jaw can jump into fifth place with the win tonight. While the Hounds are a solid third in the 12-team league, they've won 13 of their 18 games this season. It's the Warriors and the Hounds, AAA action, 7 o'clock, Mosaic Place. The Moose Jaw Warriors are back in action tomorrow night when they take on the Raiders in Prince Albert. Of course, we'll have all the action on the radio. Sister Station, Country 100, tomorrow night. Two games in the Western Hockey League tonight, including Swift Current at Brandon and the Regina, Pla- uh, Regina Pats will play the Tigers in Medicine Hat. Three games in the NHL tonight, and two Canadian teams are in action. The Calgary Flames are hosting Chicago, while the Edmonton Oilers are on the road in Dallas to play the Stars. And more action on the way today and tonight up in Saskatoon at the Tim Hortons Olympic Curling Trials. Two teams remain undefeated in women's play. The Jennifer Jones rank improved to 4-0 and with a 7-5 win over Team Casey Scheidegger. Also, Tracy Fleury's rank is 3-0 and after a 9-2 win over Krista McCarville. Team Gushu and Team Jacobs lead the men's standings, both ranks, with perfect 3-0 and records. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. What a lovely day for a drive up to Saskatoon to catch a little curling. Increasing cloud this afternoon. The high plus five are already there, as a matter of fact. Some flurries tonight. Wind northwest 30, gusting to 50. Overnight low minus 12. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy in the morning. Some sunny breaks in the afternoon. Wind northwest 20, gusting to 40 to start the day, but becoming light in the morning. Tomorrow's high minus 9. Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of plus 2. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, high plus 6. And Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of minus 1. And football fans keeping an eye on Sunday when the Saskatchewan Rough Riders host the Calgary Stampeders in the CFL West semifinal. Right now, Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of plus 4. That's pretty good for November. Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw, 6 degrees. Normal high at this time of year, minus 2. Normal low, minus 12. Record high, 13 degrees, set back in 2017. Record low, minus 28 in 2010. Sun came up today at 829 and goes down today at 508. This hour, Moose Jaw plus 5 degrees. Regina, minus 2. Assiniboia, Gravelberg, plus 4. Rockland, Coronac, plus 4. Swift Current, 3. Elbow, 0. Davidson, Watrous, plus 1. Once again, Assiniboia, plus 4. Regina, minus 2. And with the wind out of the northwest at 15 and the relative humidity at 49%, it's plus 5 degrees in Moose Jaw. <laughs> Anticipating some work on Main Street this week and a water main break over on Connaught Avenue, the road report and the Paul Martin commentary straight ahead.
on the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. Hi, this is Joe Miller, Executive Director for Souls Harbor Rescue Mission. We're building a new humanitarian facility right here in Moose Jaw next year. And so today, I'm asking you to support our building campaign by purchasing your 5050 tickets at shrmsk5050.ca. Ticket prices range from one ticket for $20 to 100 tickets for $250. The draw date is December 3rd, and you could be the lucky winner. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Road Report from My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall Full Store of Winter Fashions for Sizes Small at My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. Well, we're anticipating some work to begin this week uh, on Main Street, 1000 block. So that's right between Oxford and Hall. It'll be closed to traffic once the work begins for a service line replacement project. Fall access on Main Street. Access to uh, Wells Cameron Sound will remain and construction signage will be in place. First Avenue Northwest, 1200 blocks so between Saskatchewan and McDonald Street. Water service leak. So that'll impact some traffic this lunch hour as you head to, you know, A&W, McDonald's, or the Burger King for your lunch. Connaught Avenue, Oxford to Caribou, water main break over there. And just a reminder, lots of traffic in and out of uh, Regina for Agribition. Lots of traffic in and out of Saskatoon for the Tim Hortons Curling Trial. So keep that in mind if you have travel plans today or anytime this week. Now today's Paul Martin Commentary. Over the years, many of Canada's major banks have developed a strong foothold in the U.S. as they extend their reach beyond the domestic market. And one of the benefits of working both sides of the 49th is being able to assess how consumers on either side of the border are looking at things. Things such as Christmas shopping, which can be a proxy for bigger picture questions such as consumer confidence. Obimo Bank of Montreal has just released a survey designed to test the viewpoints of those on either side of the border. And what they found is that there is some added thriftiness entering the marketplace, with roughly one-third of both Americans and Canadians planning to spend less at Christmas this year. But for the other 70% who aren't so focused on holding the line, men are more likely to open their wallet a bit more, 20% more in the U.S. compared to 11% in this country. But while they might be spending more at Christmas, Americans are also more likely to prepare a financial plan for 2022 when compared to their Canadian counterparts. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Trade boring for bowling at South Hill Bowling Center. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling all weekend. Book your Christmas parties now before the prime spots are filled. Fully licensed with automatic scoring. For reservations, call 693-0955. It's fall, which means it's time to fall in love with a great deal on tires. Save up to $200 on a set of four select tires until December 11th. Book your appointment today at FountainTire.com. Financing options available. Fountain Tire. 
We're on this road together. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Seventy-three new positive cases, 121 recoveries, and one more person has died due to COVID-19. Seventy-three new positive cases reported, uh, 11 of those new cases in the local South Central Zone, and we're back up to 51 active cases as of yesterday. In total, there are 998 active cases across Saskatchewan. We've got 152 people in hospitals. 117 of them are receiving inpatient care, and 35 people are in intensive care units. 71% of those people in hospitals are not fully vaccinated. Eight Saskatchewan residents are receiving intensive care in Ontario as of yesterday. Booking for pediatric COVID-19 vaccinations is now available and busy it is. The Saskatchewan Health Authority sharing this earlier today. Update on the SHA patient booking system as of 9 a.m. The system to book vaccines back up and running. Thank you for your patience. Important, use the SaskVax line. 1-833-727-5829 for appointment booking or the online system. Healthline 811 cannot book vaccine appointments. Then, later on today, this. It is a busy day on the SaskVax phone line. Unfortunately, the line is experiencing technical difficulties, which we hope will be resolved quickly. In the meantime, callers can wait until the end of the recorded message on the line, then press 1 to receive a call back. So the lines are busy. You can now book the first of two doses for COVID-19 Pfizer pediatric vaccine. The Saskatchewan Health Authority will be offering pediatric vaccines in 141 communities across the province. More than 100 schools in the province will also hold vaccine clinics, and information on those in-school clinics will be available to parents and students directly. The SHA went over the plan for us yesterday. Dr. Tanya Diener is co-chief SHA COVID-19 vaccination campaign. I'm Dr. Tanya Diener. I'm the physician co-lead for the COVID-19 immunization strategy and also medical health officer here in Regina. And I'm here this morning with Sheila Anderson, who is my co-lead partner and colleague uh, for this strategy. We would like to start off um, today by acknowledging those who have passed due to COVID disease over the pandemic, and would like to extend our sincere condolences uh, to their families. Severe COVID disease is largely a vaccine-preventable disease if we do have a high uptake of immunization within our community. And for that reason, I really would like to plead again today to everyone who still needs to get vaccinated or who are eligible for their second dose or their booster dose to get vaccinated as soon as they can and to also encourage others uh, to do the same. I also would like to take a moment to uh, thank our healthcare providers who have really worked so hard during this pandemic, uh, trying to keep us safe and trying to keep us healthy um, in the hospital where they provide care. We are currently seeing a reprieve in the numbers of new COVID cases 
for which we are very thankful for. But we know it's been a long time with very high pressures in the healthcare system, and it's still continuing, and it's going to take some time to also get back up to the services that might have been halted uh, during the pandemic. So really want to say thank you so much for all the work that they've been doing during this pandemic. As we've said before, um, since we started immunizing in December uh, 2020, uh, getting vaccinated is really a very important part of our personal protection against uh, the COVID disease. And that's why this morning's announcement is so excited. Um, as of last week, uh, the Public Health Agency of Canada have officially approved the Pfizer pediatric formulation for children 5 to 11 years of age based on what they know about the safety and effectiveness of this vaccine. So it's it's really exciting because not only can we protect our kids 5 to 11, but at the same time also save lives overall by putting a damper on the transmission of this virus in our community. So with that, I would like to start um, with the presentation. So just a reminder that through this pediatric uh, immunization delivery plan, we want to immunize our children 5 to 11 in this province in a safe, a supportive and a very efficient manner. At the moment, uh, children 5 to 11, or in fact below the age of 12, have the highest incidence of new COVID disease in, in Canada. And therefore, it's really important for us to get them immunized as soon as possible. So the goals of this campaign is to minimize serious disease and death from COVID. It's to protect those that's particularly vulnerable. Also protect our health services that not only um, not only provide care to those with COVID disease, but also other diseases to minimize the spread of COVID in our uh, community. And we want to immunize as many people as quickly as possible, but at the same time, as safely as possible. So as mentioned before, and clinical trials were conducted uh, by Pfizer on this vaccine, and its uh, efficacy was determined to be 90.7% for this particular age group with a formulation in the end being approved. Uh, side effects are expected uh, in these kids who receive a dose, but for the most time it uh, resolves within one to two days after the immunization, and it includes things like a soreness at the injection site, might be a bit of swelling, redness, or systemically they might complain of being tired or fatigued headache, muscle pain, or chills. But the good news is that after all of these trials, Health Canada has determined that this is a safe and effective vaccine that we can provide to our children 5 to 11. In terms of this specific formulation, it is different than the adult one uh, because of the addition of a different buffer, um, which it's been used currently in many other vaccines. It's more fridge stable, so it will help us in our delivery process. In terms of the dosage, it will be a smaller volume that will be administered to the 5 to 11 year group, uh, 0.2 mil instead of the 0.3 that we currently provide to those 12 and older. And it's approved by Health Canada to be provided the two doses 21 days apart. However, based on emerging evidence, more specifically to the adult population, 
um, it is recommended that a period of eight weeks uh, be used between doses one and two because it shows so far a more robust and a more durable immune response. In other words, more effectiveness, and it might also have an effect on the reactogenicity or the adverse effects um, experienced by individuals. Again, that's Dr. Tanya Diener, co-chief SHA COVID-19 vaccine campaign. Uh, there's more on this story on discovermoosejaw.com, including a link to uh, information where you can uh, get booked to get your kids the COVID-19 shot. Also worth noting, there are some upcoming vaccination clinics locally tomorrow, not for the kids, but for you, if you haven't got your first shot or your second shot, or you're eligible for the booster shot. Moose Jaw at the Old Ross School, 10 till 5 tomorrow. Pfizer for 12 plus and Moderna will be available. Also in Assiniboia, 131 3rd Avenue West. When I look up uh, that address on the Google, uh, it shows me it's the Redcoat Primary Healthcare Clinic. Is that right? Uh, 3rd Avenue West. You folks in Assiniboia will know where that is. Tomorrow and Thursday, 9 till 4. Pfizer for 12 plus, Moderna, and the influenza vaccines will be available in Assiniboia tomorrow. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Take you to Moose Jaw City Hall, where Moose Jaw City Council had a um, a, an emotional meeting last night. That story's next. Heartland at noon. Chab. Before CS2600 CRT TrueFlex Canola with Roundup Ready technology from Cantera Seeds, I plan my summer around spray time, not lake time. But with CS2600 CRT's flexible application timing, the only thing getting sprayed right now is me. And with its first and second generation clubroot resistance and excellent straight cut performance, it fits my farm like a snug swimsuit. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2600 CRT from your preferred retailer. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. How safe do you feel on the road? In a recent survey, more than 8% of respondents reported driving within an hour after consuming two or more drinks. More than half of those admitted to thinking they were over the limit. Unfortunately, drunk drivers aren't just putting their own lives at risk. Where, when, and how much you drink is your responsibility. And lives may depend on it. Please drink responsibly and don't ever drink and drive. This message has been brought to you by 800 CHAB. Get big yields and big rewards with CS2300 from Cantera Seeds, a Roundup Ready canola hybrid that has set the standard for yield and standability. Now get a $50 per bag instant reward on all purchases of CS2300 with no bundling or minimum purchase requirements. Just simple, straight-up savings. Reap the rewards of this yield powerhouse. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2300 from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. For goodness sake, take a crossword break. With so many crossword scratch tickets to choose from, there's one for everyone. Available at your Lotto Spot retailer. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds! Gina Jewelry has a great selection of jewelry for everyone and every occasion, including custom-made pieces. Plus, they can fix and maintain your jewelry. They will even buy your old gold. Gina Jewelry International, 240 High Street West. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Will a petition give the Cotto Street Bridge a second chance? It all unfolded at City Council last night. The petition signed by 255 people 
as Moose Jaw City Council going back on a decision that approved the demolition of that bridge in the 2021 budget. Philip Sigelko presented the petition to City Council as a user of that bridge, asking Council to reconsider the decision to demolish the bridge that connects locals to the Church of God facilities in that area and the Waccamaw Valley uh, over some CN rail tracks. Our Sean Slatt covers Moose Jaw City Council. City Council has changed its mind about the Colorado Street East Bridge after a petition from bridge users was presented on Monday night. By a vote of 4-3, to three, City Council decided to go back to CN Rail way to see if they would be willing to cost share for the rehabilitation or replacement of the bridge. Councillor Don Looning was very vocal about delaying the demolition, which was approved in the 2020 budget. You know, we've gone around this track since 2010, and the issue I have with the bridge is it's not safe. And I don't know how much longer we're going to wait to make a decision on this. And I'm going to reiterate again that nobody said a word about this when it came and was approved in the 2020 budget, 2021 budget. Nobody said a word about it, including Councillor Froze sitting around this table. And I find it interesting that now it's urgent that this be saved when nothing was said about it over a year ago. The bridge is not getting any better. It's not getting any safer. Um, And I am not willing to sit here and, and risk anybody having an issue with vehicular traffic or pedestrian traffic. We made a decision to demolish it. That's what should happen. Now I realize that that motion has been defeated and and now this council is going to decide to do something else. But I won't vote in favour of delaying it. I think it should be demolished. I will reiterate again, the return on investment doesn't outweigh the benefits for this bridge. We have infrastructure all over this city that priorities, council, priorities. Which ones have priority? And, you know, we can't always go off course with our budgets because somebody or someone is upset that they're going to lose something that just isn't viable to be saved. I'm sorry, but we have to be realistic. I wasn't in favor of the fix on the 7th Avenue Bridge either. You know, we just seem to allow things to throw us off track with priorities. And it's not going to be an easy fix. It's not going to be a cheap fix. And what's the answer? So now we ask administration to do a further report, more time that Mr. Harleton and his staff have already done. We have the information we need to make a decision on this, but nobody wants to make it. That's the issue. Everybody's afraid to make a hard decision. Sometimes this job requires hard decisions. And it's an unfortunate situation to be in, but that's what this position is about. And my stance is, is that the Cotto Street Bridge should be demolished. It's too expensive to fix, pedestrian or vehicular. Mr. Harlton has made that point again tonight. I am convinced there isn't going to be any further information available in the next week, three weeks, three months, six months, or a year. And what we're doing is putting the citizens at risk that something's going to happen on that bridge, and we're guess who's going to be responsible for it? We're going to be responsible for it. The taxpayers, there's going to be liability involved if something happens there. I heard the words come out of Mr. Harleton's mouth tonight that the concrete is shot. And there's vehicles going over it? 
the best thing we can do is put barricades up in front of it tomorrow and close it completely to vehicular and pedestrian traffic if we're going to do anything to it at this point. But it should be closed completely right now at this point. Even if, we're going to, even if this council is going to determine that we should investigate another report or investigate another engineering consultant or investigate, which is more money from the taxpayer's pocket, to create, have another consultant do another report. But at a minimum, in my opinion, close it as of tomorrow morning at, or tonight at midnight, close it to vehicular and pedestrian traffic. Nobody can be on it because it's unsafe. Luning would go on to put a motion forward to have the bridge closed immediately to pedestrian and vehicle traffic, which drew the air of Councillor Kim Robinson. Well, I won't support this motion. I, I mean, we talk about the 7th Avenue Bridge being radically different, but we made all those changes. It was totally closed at one time. We made all those changes based on some reports that we got in, and, and there's two families living on that other side. So I'm not certain how, how much difference in traffic volume that bridge, too, was open one day, closed the next. So uh, I see the, this motion on the floor down as being a bit of a, if I dare to say, a retaliatory kind of motion. I, that There's no real urgency to close it. It was open today. I don't think it needs to be closed tomorrow. Um, you know, we can continue on destroying all these things and maybe one day we'll have the trolley go downtown and say, this is River Street, it used to be beautiful, and over here is Crescent Park, it was wonderful one day, and up here on Cotto Street there used to be a bridge there, so we can keep doing that, but I don't think it's in anybody's interest. So I will not support this motion, I, I think it's just kind of a knee-jerk reaction by, uh, by Councillor Learning. Thank you. Looning's motion failed by a vote of four to three. For Discover Mushan News, I'm Sean Slatt. All right, thanks, Sean. Yeah, the motion defeated with Councillors Robinson, Froze, Blanc, and Mayor Tolley opposed. So the city will have another look at the possibility of saving the Cotto Street Bridge. We'll take a time out and we'll be back to take a look at City of Moose Jaw Finances, the third quarter report on the table last night. Stick around to see how your money's doing. Heartland at noon on CHAB. It's not just a website. It's making sure you can be found online. It's not just a website redesign. It's keeping your business up to date. And look, it's not just e-commerce. It's making sure people can buy your products in the way they're most comfortable. It's keeping and connecting with your customers. Because it's not just marketing. It's home field. See how Homefield can work for you at myhomefield.ca. The benefits of recreation are endless. Get notoriously active. Moose Jaw Parks and Rec on the radar. The indoor ice season is in full swing at the Kidsman Arena and Playmore Palace with shinny times, sticks and pucks, and public skating, including some free skates and available ice rental times. Find the schedule online or call to book an ice time. If you're interested in becoming an outdoor rake supervisor in the new year, call the Parks and Rec Department today. Register now for the December 5th Red Cross First Aid class hosted at the Kinsman Sportsplex. Use the free city app or go to moosejaw.ca. The community grant program criteria and applications are available online at moosejaw.ca. Deadline for applications is November 30th. The Trees for New Subdivisions program is accepting applications until November 26th. Details online at moosejaw.ca. To learn more about Moose Jaw Parks and Recreation, visit moosejaw.ca. 
This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Still to come on this program, Country Thunder, big announcement this morning. Some big names coming to play for us this next summer, Uh, so stay tuned for that. As you know, government spending has gone way up since this pandemic hit us last year. From federal to provincial to municipal, we've been spending our money to prop up the country, the province, the city, the people. How are our finances at Moose Jaw City Hall? Director of Financial Services, Brian Acker, updated us last night. I just wanted to highlight the purpose of this communication, which is really to provide you with an overview of the the various financial activities of the city of Moose Jaw so that that you're able to be aware of that and uh, perform your stewardship stewardship role uh, as city councillors and the mayor. So um, with that, um, normally we would include uh, with this report the financial condition indicators. Uh, That one is not available uh, due to us transitioning from our old ERP system to the new one. It's uh, at this point just too difficult to produce that report, so we've put that in abeyance. Uh, in terms of the revenue expenditure summary, I just wanted to highlight uh, some of the, the the major points of that report. So in terms of municipal taxation, uh, good news for 2021 is, is our taxation overall is up approximately $609,000. That's primarily due to the outcome of assessment appeals. So as we're, we're, we're finally working those appeals through the Saskatchewan Municipal Board, we're, we're winning those appeals and, and we're seeing that additional revenue. Uh, in terms of uh, other levies uh, as well, we're seeing that that revenue is tracking above 2020 levels, and that's due to increased rural fire call revenues as well as some increased uh, revenues from fire insurance proceeds. In terms of licenses and permit revenues, um, this area is up about $730,000 as compared to 2020. A uh, significant portion of that is, as you were just discussing, is related to building permits. Our b- building permit revenue is up very significantly. And the other area that's up is in terms of parking meter receipts. As you'll recall, in 2020, we had an abeyance of, of parking meter uh, <coughs> uh, receipts and penalties, so uh, that was down significantly. Uh, in terms of fines and penalties, uh, also uh, for 2021, we're seeing more automated speed enforcement revenue, and we're also seeing additional parking meter penalties, so that's a positive for our overall financial situation. Uh, in terms of interest and tax penalties, uh, that revenue is up about 190000 as compared to 2020, and as you'll recall, in 2020, we had an abeyance on tax enforcement, so, so those penalties weren't in place. Um, as well, uh, a benefit of that is, is we are seeing, as the city manager indicated, a slight decline in our overall uh, tax arrears. So, uh, in terms of ser- service charge revenues, uh, again, this area is up over 2020 due to increased tax enforcement charges and increased planning and zoning fees. Uh, in terms of our recreational revenues, they're up uh, modestly uh, from 2020, about $125,000, uh, but we still continue to struggle in that area due to the pandemic and the overall decreased use of, of our various recreational uh, facilities. <clears throat> in terms of federal grants and subsidies, you'll see that we're up significantly over 2020, uh, $2.2 million. That is our one-time federal COVID-19 restart funding that we utilized in 2021 uh, for basically... Uh, uh, a major revenue source for our budget at that time. So, 
in terms of miscellaneous revenues uh, as well, uh, we are seeing those up. Uh, one of the major ones where you will see that increase is due to the police service revenue that we receive for financial services. So that is that is pushing that area up. Overall, in terms of revenues, uh, as of September 30th, we're uh, reporting about $51.4 million in revenue, and that is 98% of our annual budgeted revenues. In terms of expenditures, I'll just touch on a, a few areas. In terms of our general government area, expenditures right now are tracking at 72% of budget versus uh, at this point in the year we'd expect to be at about 75%, so that is a positive for that area. In terms of our protective service areas, uh, it is higher than 2020 levels. Uh, the majority of that increase relates to the police services, and I won't comment on that a lot more. That would be something, uh, if Council wanted more information, you would need to discuss with the Board of Police Com Commissioners, but that certainly is pushing that area up. In terms of our public works areas, um, expenditures are up approximately 900000 from 2020. Um, <clears throat> that's in a number of areas. A lot of that is, is due to the uh, conscious effort in 2020 to reduce expenditures uh, due to the pandemic. Uh, and as we've moved out of that, we're now getting back to our normal programs and services. Uh, in terms of recreation and community services, the area's expenditures are up about $2.2 million. Um, a big portion of that is related to Mosaic Place, about $865,000 of that. Uh, the remainder of it is really related to the full use now of our recreational facilities and the costs associated with those. Uh, lastly, in terms of our miscellaneous area, uh, expenditure up, expenditures are up about $400,000 from 2020. That's due to a somewhat increased transit subsidy of about $126,000. And as Council will recall, in 2021, you approved an additional appropriation of municipal tax dollars to the capital budget for parks and recreation. So that shows in that area that was $295,000. In terms of expenditures overall, uh, we're sitting at about $41.5 million expended. We're about 79% of the budget. Uh, if we go back to a normal year, which would have been 2019, uh, at the same point in time, we're sitting at 80% expended. So uh, in terms of our overall expenditures, we're tracking uh, pretty much in line with where we would expect to be. Just in terms of our, our transit, waterworks, sanitary sewer, and solid waste uh, areas, I just wanted to touch on those briefly. So in terms of our, our transit area, regu regular transit is seeing a, a somewhat increased subsidy um, level. Uh, as compared to uh, 2020. Uh, part of that is due to revenues being somewhat lower than anticipated and as well some increased costs. Uh, good news in terms of transit is the paratransit system is faring better uh, and at this point is, is in uh, less of a subsidy position that we had originally anticipated. In terms of waterworks, uh, good news uh, story really for our waterworks area. Um, because it was a dry year, our consumption goes up. We generate additional revenue. Uh, we do have costs associated with that for production and those sorts of things, but at the end of the day, it is a net positive for the utility. Uh, and as you can note there, uh, we've already pretty much met our budgeted reserve contribution level, and that's the amount that we would contribute, basically the profit from that utility to our capital works program. So positive for that utility. Uh, similar story for the wastewater utility. Um, as well, um, certainly budgeting uh, you know, on track <coughs> of where we had, had expected to be. In terms of our solid waste utility, uh, revenues are up over 2020 levels. 
Um, part of that is just a timing issue in terms of our multi-materials recycling grant uh, has been received earlier than the previous year, and as well our landfill revenue is a positive for the utilities. Our expenditures have also increased in a number of areas. Those were budgeted increases. Uh, and as well, uh, an additional expenditure in that area is $207,000 that uh, Council decided in 2021 to contribute to the water and wastewater utilities to help uh, help uh, keep uh, water and sewer rate increases down. So that is uh, shown as an increased uh, contribution in the solid waste utility. Um, in terms of our capital project status report, I won't get into detail on that, but certainly our, our engineering services would be able to speak to any any uh, any items in that area, as would Parks and Recreation, who have the bulk of our, our capital program. In terms of statistical information, uh, that section of the report uh, really provides some overview of our property tax arrears, as we touched on, which are, are down slightly, um, property taxes receivables, our borrowing, uh, tenders and RFPs that have been awarded by the Financial Services Department. And last section in the report is the Mosaic Place Statement, uh, which provides <coughs> their balance sheet and their uh, revenue expense statement to September 30th. Hey, your property taxes will be in better shape. <laughs> uh, Brian Acker, the uh, Manager of Financial Services at Moose Jaw City Hall with... Uh, an extensive update for us. Third quarter financial results from Moose Jaw City Hall. We'll take a time out. Country Thunder. It's a go next summer. Heartland at noon, 800 CHAB. And now, another rock and roll history lesson on 800 CHAB. Music in space. It's just as cool as it sounds. Very few artists have been lucky enough to have their music played beyond our atmosphere, but those who have include Paul McCartney, Pink Floyd, and of course, David Bowie. It all started in 1965 when astronauts Wally Shearer and Thomas Stafford brought a harmonica on board the Gemini 6A9 without NASA's consent and played Jingle Bells. In 1988, the crew of a Soviet mission brought Pink Floyd's Delicate Sound of Thunder album aboard their ship. And in 2013, Chris Hadfield of the Canadian Space Agency recorded the first music video in space, performing Space Oddity by David Bowie, which the Starman himself called the most poignant version of the song ever done. This has been another rock and roll history lesson brought to you by Culligan Water in Moose Jaw. Better water, pure and simple. KCS Marketing, a division of Kathy's Custom Stitchery. Putting your name on almost anything since 1989. KCSMarketing.ca. Thanks for supporting local. Dignity Bath. Safety. Comfort. Dignity. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Today we'll see some more clouds this afternoon and a high of plus 5. Then tonight, flurries that will end before morning. It'll just turn into cloudiness. Wind will come from the northwest at 30 kilometers per hour, gusting up to 50, a low of minus 12, and a wind chill of minus 21 overnight. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, clearing up in the afternoon, a high of minus 9, and a wind chill of minus 20 in the morning and minus 14 in the afternoon. Tomorrow night, clear with a low of minus 13. Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud, high of plus 2. Friday, some more sun and cloud with a high of plus 6. 
6, and Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of minus 1. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Katherine Ludwig. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. An exciting announcement this morning for country music fans and those who just go for the party. It's back. It's Country Thunder. Sending out the news release this morning. The breaking news was on our sister station, Country 100. It's Courtney Fielder. We're joined here on this exciting day of Country Thunder announcements. with our good friend from Country Thunder, Jerry Krojak. Jerry, it's been a while. How are you, my friend? Yeah, it's been a minute. I miss you. I bet you've aged gracefully. I have not. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, my friend. We cannot wait to see you out at Country Thunder, Saskatchewan in 2022 because you guys have literally made this like the party of the summer that everybody's looking forward to with headliners like Lee Bryce, Blake Shelton, and Morgan Wallen, and so many more they're going to be able to see out there. People are pretty pumped about this. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's the lineup that our fans asked for, and uh, after three years, we've got some We've got some pent-up need to get together and cheer and dance and scream and shout, and it's going to feel great to get back home. It definitely is. And, of course, too, you guys still have even more to be announced, don't you? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a pretty good supporting cast. A lot of people are excited about Hardy. We've got Chad Brownlee on the kickoff party, country legend Tanya Tucker. We've got Lindsay L. playing, Cameron Marlowe, who's a great up-and-coming young guy, um, Amazing Sunday close in the beer garden with our friends from Tuke, the ultimate Canadian party band. Uh, that's going to just be a, a fun weekend, top to bottom. Uh, we had a great we had a great run in the U.S. this year with five festivals, including the last two uh, in Arizona and Bristol, Tennessee, which were sellouts. But there was something that was missing, and it was Saskatchewan this year. So we're excited. Well, we cannot wait to have it back here in Saskatchewan. And of course, right now, passes are all on sale, right? Everything's at countrythunder.com. And for those who were so patient during the postponements, um, you don't have to do a thing. Your tickets are valid for 22. Um, and for those of you who didn't get tickets, uh, the Morgan Wallen uh, piece is uh it's been selling out across North America, and uh, they're going to go quick. So today's going to be a brisk day. Get your tickets now. There you go. You heard it from our friend Jerry. It's going to be a great time. Country Thunder, Saskatchewan. Anything else that you want to say, Jerry? No, just um, I think we learned uh, over the last couple of years how important it is for us to be together uh, in a field cheering. So um, <laughs> thing that we're never going to take for granted and uh, – and just uh, the excitement's through the roof, and we can't wait. It's going to be louder and bigger than ever. Jerry, we cannot wait for it. Thanks so much for taking some time to chat with us here today. Thanks, Courtney. A lot of people I follow on social media, from Facebook to Twitter, are talking about this today. Country Thunder, it's coming back. Again, Morgan Wallen, Blake Shelton, Lee Bryce. Uh, also, he kind of just breezed over Tanya Tucker there. That She's going to sell some tickets. Uh, Hardy, Lindsay L., Tanya Tucker, The Washboard Union, Mackenzie Porter, Bobby Wills, Cameron Marlowe, Andrew Hyatt, all confirmed with more to come. And uh, in case you missed, uh, Jerry said it, Took. Moose Jaw's own Corey Churko and the boys will be here. Took will be playing the Sunday Beer Garden Wrap-Up. That'll be a good show.
Four-day passes, reserve seating, platinum tickets, camping, all the extras are all available now from Country Thunder. If you want to get your tickets, you can do it today, countrythunder.com, or you can order by phone at one 888 0007. That's one 888 0007 Country Thunder coming back this summer. Awesome. We'll take a time out more to come on the Heartland at noon. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley Armstrong, founder and organizer for Christmas Spirit for Seniors. Christmas Spirit for Seniors is an anonymous nonprofit program that allows members of the community of Moose Jaw to make senior citizens' Christmases a little brighter during the holiday season. In addition to our regular program this year, Alex and Kelly from Cask 82 are offering a gift wrapping night on December 16th. Bring your unwrapped gift, the tag, and they'll supply the wrapping paper and the complimentary glass of wine. You can then leave the gift, and I will take them to the Harris Ball for the next day. It means so much to me that the community supports this so strongly and wishing you all a very special Christmas this holiday season. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Truck Shop, your number one diesel truck repair experts. Visit Moose Jaw Truck Shop on Facebook for more information. Beachcomber Hot Tubs, 270 Caribou Street West in Moose Jaw. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Modern Mattress Black Friday Sales. Modern Mattress Black Friday Sales. If you haven't guessed it yet, it's the Black Friday Sales Event on now at Modern Mattress. Avoid the crowds and all the hustle and bustle and shop with us all month long. Queen size mattresses starting at just $219.99. Select pillows or buy one, get one free. Let our sleep experts fit you to the mattress that's just right at a price that doesn't leave you up at night. Modern Mattress, come in today and start sleeping better tonight. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Now, the latest headlines at discovermoosedraw.com. Booking for pediatric COVID-19 vaccinations now available story we just told you on the heartland at noon that story's on discover moose jaw country thunder returns to saskatchewan in 2022 moose jaw men going homeless all in support of the transition house that's a story you can read today on discover moose jaw and we'll have more on that story tomorrow on the heartland at noon and where will moose jaws homeless go this winter these stories are more waiting for you right now at moose jaws daily source for local news and information it's discovermoosejaw.com. Ask the expert on CHAB later today, our insurance expert, Greg Marcinick, who's more about education and prevention than having to work with you on paying deductibles and filing claims. Uh, Mr. Marcinick, with the 12 tips of Christmas, part one today. Uh, first tip is uh, you'll be home for Christmas if your car is prepared. So with the winter weather changing quite dramatically throughout as we've gone through in this past time, uh, it's a good idea that you include a roadside emergency kit with pylons, blankets, water, food, salt, and flares. And it's also wise to invest in a portable battery for your phone in the event you do get stuck. And uh, if you don't have winter tires uh, yet, I do highly recommend them. It just is a lot safer and a lot easier to get around in the ice. Uh, Avoid a home alone situation. And what I'm saying is here, if you're planning to get away, whether it's down south 
or whether it's going to see parents, in-laws, always best that uh, you make sure that you have a timer on your lights, you have somebody coming in and checking it regularly. If you don't have that, have a doorbell, have a security camera. And another great thing is to have actual an alarm system, and the alarm system actually does give you a discount on your insurance. So that will give you, uh, you know, a little bit more sense of security. Greg Marcinek, Ask the Expert. Later today on 800 CHAB, make sure you tune that in this afternoon. Coming up next, my daily commentary, um, talking about harassment. Media personalities, journalists across the country uh, in a recent survey, uh, most most have uh, had some sort of harassment, uh, especially online and on social media over the course of the past year. It's alarming, really. I'll share some of the numbers with you. On my daily commentary next. I'm Rob Carney. Thanks for listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. At Bear, obstacle is opportunity. We learn from the past. We innovate, like adding buteo start to our DeKalb canola to fight against flea beetles. Our next generation DeKalb TrueFlex canola hybrids offer enhanced pod integrity for straight cutting with confidence and superior weed control. Start strong. Control better. Depend on DeKalb TrueFlex canola for an easier, faster, smoother harvest. DeKalb, the seed for every season. Always follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Do you feel like you're missing out? Well, don't miss out anymore. Find out what's going on in Moose Jaw with discovermoosejaw.com. Check out the weather for the week. Enter to win amazing prizes or see what people are buying and selling near you. All online. Your connection to Moose Jaw. Anytime, anywhere. Only at discovermoosejaw.com. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at LBBD Auto Body. Hi, I'm Terry, and we are proud to say that we now have the highest level of accreditation for safe and quality collision repair in town. I prefer to refer to myself as a radio host. I'm a disc jockey in the morning and by title, the feature personality on 800 CHAB. I produce and host features like Ask the Expert, The Partner Profile, and The Heartland at Noon. By definition, however, all of us on the radio here are journalists. We do, in fact, write for our website and prepare news and information for broadcast. With that in mind, a number of our people here are a part of the 72% of media professionals who have experienced some form of harassment harassment over the past year. An Ipsos poll conducted this fall found harassment of journalists is on the rise, with 65% experiencing harassment online. 20% of us are getting pestered online weekly or more than once a week. It's not all pandemic-related, but I can tell you that locally, that is what has spurred most of the badgering. I suppose it comes with the territory. It's just that some days, I wish it didn't. I'm Rob Kearney.